102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this particular week, uh, you can do that. It's at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be called this week, you can do so. Just don't suck. All right? Try to make the show better if you can. That means bring your A game. That means be snarky. That means be smart. That means be mean-spirited. Just make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast we drop each afternoon. I would say for anybody, certainly in the state of Texas, you need to listen to my conversation about the most influential person in the state of Texas for largely all the wrong reasons. Uh, check it out. The podcast is dropped every afternoon. You can get the Jeff Ward Show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. I would suggest the YouTube show as well. We post that each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show is on YouTube, even though I sit in front of a weird wall and I look like Shrek. Uh, oftentimes, no, every time on Friday, one of the things that happens on this show, because I have access to, I am part of an email chain for whatever reason, I don't know, of record executives, and they put together focus groups to study different songs. And one of the things that they do is they have a list of songs they kick out. These are songs the focus groups have hated over time. These are awful songs. These are songs that are... Everyone hates. Nobody even sings them in the car. Uh, I just sort of cut and paste these things and call them songs that suck. Your job is to name the song, the title, and the year. I promise this one will go so far. We have the right, you know. We have the right, you know. Don't say the morning's come. Don't say the mornings come so soon. Must we end this way when so much here Has somebody is been, I'm sure somebody somewhere, you should have done this, not that anyone here would do it. Have you been compiling the most frequent artists on the songs that suck? Because I have to believe, could be wrong. Maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment right now, but... I gotta believe that air supply is is got is near the top. I'm guessing it's air supply. Phil Collins feels like he's there a lot. Maroon Five, who's just horrific, they're there a lot. He does have a cool tiger shirt on in this music video, though. <laughs> this is the it's not the only band, but it's certainly a band where everyone has a perm. Oh yeah. Everyone is a perm. Tell me we can stay. All right. Uh, artist would be, of course, Air Supply. Um, I always ask them. I mean, I guess I ask it every week since they're on every single week, since no one has ever enjoyed an Air Supply song. But I, I want to talk to someone one day who's been to an Air Supply show. I just want, I'm going to give you two minutes to describe what it's like and 
I guess you sway back and forth. I don't know. I just want to know. I think the whole world wants to know, what's that like? Do you get high? Do you not get high? Do you have like candles? What do you do? Hold hands? Embrace? All right, air supply, the one that you love? Yep. Check that box. You know, air supply, my experience is they're always... Um, the career has lasted, sadly for all of us, lasted longer than we had anticipated. So, uh, boy, I'm going to say they had some hits in the early 80s, and then somehow they would string along until the late 80s. So, uh, I'm going to say 87. Way off. Shoot. 81. See, I, 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 know, the, I know what happens. They're back-ended in the 80s, and they're front-ended in the 80s. If you saw the outfits on this music video, you would have had a better chance, I think. Well, don't worry. There'll be more. I don't know how many more songs they have, but God knows they're going to make songs that suck every single week, as well they should. You don't know what the salary cap is, and you don't care. That's a great way to start a talk show, isn't it? But let me use the salary cap in the NFL to point out something. And I mean, I think it's going to make perfect sense when I explain this. I don't think people think of it in these terms very often. I think you should. But the greed, I said greed, is holding back the NFL product. I know that's hard to believe given that it's more popular than ever. It's making more money than ever. It's It's just the biggest and best content provider that we know of today. So it's hard to believe the NFL product would be slipping at all. I I don't know that I would say it's slipping because I don't think you really care that much as long as the quarterbacks are good and the receivers are good. Uh, That's fine. But points are down. Scoring is down. And it is a concern for NFL owners because they care about the product. They really do. But... Greed is making it worse. And I can use the salary cap to point out how greed is making this worse. What you watch every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday would be better, I'm arguing, if the players and the owners, mainly in this case the players, weren't so greedy. But both. The football business has never been better. Uh, The NFL model is that money spent on players, on player salaries, is dependent upon revenue generated. Okay, it's the very thing that college football should have done some time ago. If it was smart now, it would be doing it now, but it's not smart. So it's on a collision course for disaster. But the NFL has always, because I was in the NFL for one one and a half strikes. So it's always had this model where... Designated money coming in, I believe it is still 66% goes to player salaries and benefits. So, obviously, the more money coming in, the greater the salaries. So, and it's never been bigger and better. So, the more money generated from TV and platforms, the more money the players make. Um, Like I said, I think it's around 66%. So, what's reported today, and then I'm going to point out to you why I think this is really greedy and I think it's a problem. And it's almost to the point, every time you hear about player safety and player health, don't listen to an owner. They don't care. But it's hard to even listen to players now when I make my argument that says, gosh, apparently you guys don't care. 
Uh, the NFL, here's the headline from Yahoo Sports. NFL salary cap will rise to $255.4 million for the 2024 season. The NFL salary cap is now a $30 million per team increase in 2024. Okay? It was, uh, what, $224 million last year. So the NFL is going to bring in $110 billion over the next 11 years on television deals that were struck in 2021. I don't think that even counts the Amazon deal, which is skyrocketing as we speak. So you're talking about a $120 billion business over the next 10 years, and it's not that big of a business. The salary cap in 2011 was $120.3 million. In 2024, the salary, that is the amount of money on paper that each team can spend towards salaries for that particular season. Now, can they go under? Sure. Can they go over? Not really, no. This is all done on paper. So it's gone from $120 million in 2011 to almost $260 million next year per team. They also have an additional $74 million per team that goes to player benefits. This is where they throw in incentive clauses and uh, they pay off that lawsuit over concussions and stuff like that. So, okay, Ward, whatever. It's just a bunch of economics. Yes, it's a, it's a pretty good system. It's, pretty, it's set up pretty well. Here's my argument that the product is suffering and the players themselves are suffering. And every time anyone wants to say an owner is greedy, I just want to make sure you point out players are greedy. And think this through. The roster is currently at 53. To put that in perspective, when you watch a college game, a major college game, a football factory game, you're going to, well, first of all, there's 150 people on the sidelines. It's just, it's grotesque. Anybody and everybody is on the sideline. It's stupid. But you have 85 players on scholarship. They're playing 12 games. The NFL has 53. That's an active 53. That's 53 people can go into a game. Now, two of them are not going in at all. And those are backup quarterbacks unless there's a disaster. So you're really talking about playing with about 47 to 48 people. And I know you're going to think that sounds like a lot. They play potentially 21 games. Think about that. 21 games with 48 people playing. And it's week in and week out, and it's brutal. Every single play in an NFL game is like 11 car wrecks. The game would be better if the rosters were bigger. There. Well, how do you know that, Jeff? What do you mean? Because you would have, I'm thinking 58 to 60 players should be on a roster. I thought this when there was a strike. I'm sitting in a meeting listening to guys complain about stuff, and I'm thinking, well, everyone's complaining about injuries. There's only 48 of us. And this is before it was potentially a 21-game season. It would be better because the players would be fresh, fresher each week. Particularly the players, star players, would be fresher each week. When guys do get hurt, if you had a bigger roster, and they all are going to get hurt. I mean, it's just a way of life. But what most people don't know. See, I mean, when people see football games, you might know... Two or three stars on an offense. 
That's it. You don't realize there's eight other interchangeable parts. And a lot of those guys, are careers are lasting three, four years tops. A lot of those guys are bouncing and switching positions all the time because they're only too deep at any particular position. College programs that go four deep at any particular position, and they have 12 games. And it's not as competitive as the NFL, where every week it's a, it's a beatdown. So... You would, one, players would be fresher, slightly fresher, but any amount is good. That would produce better games. That would produce fewer injuries. And then the thing that people don't realize, and I, don't th- and I know players think about this, is that you would have players not having to train and playing as many multiple positions. The starters could rest more. Your, your guard could be a guard. Your guard wouldn't have to be three other positions. Your tight end wouldn't have to be three other positions. Your, you can go down the list. These guys are having to play in any game. It'll happen throughout the year. They're having to play multiple positions, and they're not playing it as well. It's not their best position. Now, the fans don't care because you just want to see the ball thrown and caught. But the product is worse, and it's more dangerous. And you would think that the players, it's amazing to me, even sitting through a strike and listening to people complain about some legitimate things. But you would think the players would want it. You would think that if you just look around, you're beaten down in a, in a 20, potentially a 21-game season, that you would want to be able to take a break. You would not want to have to train at multiple positions. You wouldn't have to want, go be thrown in to be a, a cornerback when your natural position is something else. Next time you hear an owner talk about health, ask the players why they don't want a bigger roster. They want more money. They want to keep the money. Now, you could say, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if the players cared so much about their safety, about being fresh, about getting some rest, they'd be pushing for bigger rosters. I'm not talking about third and st- second and third string quarterbacks who you hope never play. That means everybody else has to play a lot. And they need more players. And they won't do it. And they won't do it because that $256 million this year, that's more for them. Now you could say, well, I would do the same thing, Jeff. Okay, well, by week 16 or 17, when you can barely get out of bed and make it to, you don't really practice anymore. The way they, they practice late in the season is they play a game, spend a week trying to recover just enough to be able to play another game. You're not really practicing and training during the week. You're just trying to recover and survive to get to the next one. That's what the season is like. Living like that. Knowing that you're half the player you were by week 16 that you were in week two or three, you would think you would want a bigger roster. They don't because this is more money. That's my accusation. They are just as greedy as the owners and just as greedy to the point of putting their own health at risk. And I think the product is worse because of it. The game, if they had 60 players, I think you could notice the game would be better. I think you would notice. Uh, They would certainly notice, but they won't do it. But business is good. It's a $150 billion media business. And they're not, apparently not about to give up a single dollar just to add another person to the roster. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN.
the artist, song title and year, it's songs to track. It's in your eyes, but no disguising it. It really comes as no surprise to find that you planned it all along. band was featured in a great line from the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin. Correct. One of the most hilarious scenes that I can think of. It is Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen playing video games, <laughs> calling each other gay back and forth. What's that band that is named? Don't you remember the line? You like Asia. Exactly. <laughs> you know how I know? You like Asia. I think at some point somebody said an Asia poster, or there might have been one in the room. Poster was in the room. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Framed poster. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yes, everything they did and touched sucked. That would be Asia. Um, golly, I don't remember this being much of it yet, but... Um, I think the title's coming up shortly. Group is Asia. It's bad. Who can deny? I mean, who would argue that? Every, every one of their songs, all three of them, sound just like this. Um... Gosh, more solos. Gonna be about 83. Close. 82. So bad, there's no lyric that I can even hear. You think that I would have known by now? Like, how would I know? Or something. Sure as the sun Only time will tell. Time will tell. Okay. I don't think they've said it yet. I've, yeah, I haven't Following heard the captions. Yeah, I know. It's right in the captions. Wow. <laughs> That's a bad day. The only way I'm going to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. 80 what? 82. Two. I think that was the same time that I, well, I guess they probably only had one album, so what does it really matter? Man, I really, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the Austin FC. How can I go and pull 20,000 people? So there's a story out this afternoon. Austin FC starts the next season tomorrow. Of course, my kids and I will be there. Um, of course, they, we will have the shirts, which is what the story is about. They keep breaking sales records on jerseys they release. And, you know, there is a... Here's here's the thing you could do sometime. I mean, if you don't have kids, but you can sit, you can sit at a school bus stop, and if they are, well, first of all, there'll be twenty two thousand people wearing jerseys tomorrow. Jeff will not be one of them, but uh, the kids will. And so, obviously, the the income stream is releasing more jerseys. 
you know, these things are not cheap either. I mean, you're at minimum, you're going to be spending 120 bucks probably. No, I can tell you precisely. And, but, but sit behind a school bus sometime and watch the kids coming off and see what they're wearing. You will probably see no less than on any bus anywhere in town, no less than five kids getting off that bus with it with Austin FC shirts on of some kind, different shirts. So they just released. So the original, the first two jerseys they released, I think the mid green and the the original black and green set sales records. I mean, they're, they're just making money hand over fist. I mean, it is a huge success off the field. The on-field product is pretty disturbing. But they released another jersey a few weeks ago. And yep, I got a little guy that's going to be wearing one. It is the Armadillo jersey. And he knew it was the Armadillo jersey. Saved his money. And then there we go. He went to get an Armadillo jersey. Nobody knows what it is. (laughs) Everyone thinks it's an Armadillo. So how can I poll 20,000 people of which probably 10,000 will be wearing this shirt, this brand new jersey they just released. It's called a kit. It's an English term. It's done by Adidas. I think Adidas owns the rights to the entire MLS. And so I'll bet you when I'm standing there looking around, I'll bet you I'm the only person in the stadium has any idea what those shirts are about. They released it as a honor to... Armadillo World Headquarters, which I don't know if had anything to do. Armadillo World Headquarters is a famous music venue, trashy music venue back in the 70s, and I guess through part of the 80s. I think I'd only been there once myself. And that's what it's supposed to be honoring, which they're on to something. I mean, they can just keep releasing these jerseys and then call them other things. You know, Liberty Lunch is next. Zilker Zephyr is next. Barton's, you know, you can just keep releasing jerseys and then naming them after famous Austin venues. And no one will know what they are. It's, um, conceptually, it's a brilliant idea. It has the address. I looked at my kid's shirt. I go, what is that address? Barton Springs Road. Oh, my gosh. That's Armadillo World Headquarters. And I said it, and he goes, what? Armadillos? No, no, son. It's, it's Yeah, the Armadillos. You're wearing an Armadillo shirt. It's fine. So it's, they got it going on, man. They have got it, they have got it figured out. Sell stuff, sell stuff, sell stuff. Release more, release more, release more. And... It is, and it, it works. It works. That is why the story came out this particular week that, and I wonder how long before another major league sports franchise is here. They want to be here. The Buffalo Bills threatened to be here. The San Antonio Spurs would give anything to be here. Major League Baseball has already said this past week, we're going to expand, and Austin is number one on the list. Because of the money spent, the economy here is unlike anywhere else, and all of you know it. Those bars around that stadium tomorrow night, I mean, they're just, it's flowing. And you can charge whatever you want. So they're going to set another sales record on another jersey that they've just released. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Red candlelight Doing the town and doing it right in the east
pretty pleasing Muskrat Susie Muskrat Sam Name the artist, the year, and the song title. I'm stabbing myself in the thigh. Sam is so skinny. Wow. This is really painful. Okay, well that would be the great Captain and Tennille. The title would be Muskrat Love. Why, I have no idea. Looks like Muskrat Love. I don't even know what that means, and I don't really want to know because I'll continue to stab myself in the thigh. Oof, the year, who knows? Let's say, I feel like anything made from about 1977 to about 1979 was awful. So I'll say 1977. Off by one again, 1976. Same thing. Bicentennial, whatever. Who the hell would like this? My gosh. That's just sick. It just sucked the life right out of the show just now. That's how bad that was. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.